Okay, guys, so welcome to my client hot seat today. So for those of you that are watching back, please, um, if you do have any questions at the end, please just uh, post it in the comments box. I know we've got a couple of guys here today to kind of ask me questions and find out a little bit more about me, just so you know exactly who you're working with and kind of where I've been and kind of where I am now. So what I'm going to do is run over kind of a quick intro. Obviously, those of you in the program know who I am. Um, yeah, what, what, what do you want me to run over in the intro, guys? Like, where, where, what do you want to know? And we'll, we'll just do it that way, I think. Why did, why did you take this path? Why did you go, look, I think I need to, I need to make some positive changes about myself until, no, for like, for me to make positive changes. So like, why did you go, right, I'm going to do this to help you, 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 you? So, um, I was always big into sport at school. So I was in like football team, rugby team, uh, basketball team, um, athletics. I used to do running for Worthing Harriers as a, as a long distance runner. So that was kind of foot, uh, football. I started when I was 10, I think. And then I got into the running sort of later on when I was 13, 14. Um, and basically I, I had to do work experience and I was kind of like, oh, where, where do I do it? I don't really know what I want to do. And then my mum wrote to David Lloyd and they said, yep, come in, work for us for the week. And I turned up and I, I believe, I think the first day they gave me a box of headphones and they said, right, you need to untangle this. It was a box of like all, all people's <laughs> headphones that they'd lost. <laughs> and I thought, well, this is nothing to do with the gym. So... I spoke to another guy and he was, he was um, very good and he had like a kind of football specific background. And I always remember he said, right, I'm going to show you some stuff that we do from what we could do in the gym and then, then replace that on the football pitch. And mm -hmm. I almost broke my ankle with what he showed me. Uh, he basically put a medicine ball on the floor and he said, right, do a step over on this ball. So I tripped over the ball, stacked it in the gym. Um, well, I think I must've been 14. Um, so I said to him, oh, can you just show me some weights? And then after that, he kind of put me through some weights and stuff. And I, I like, fell in love with it pretty much. And uh. for the next probably two or three years, I went there and trained chest and arms um, pretty much every day because that, that's what I knew. Um, uh. And at that time, it was kind of, well, I was, I was skinny. I was kind of skinny on the football pitch. Um, and I just wanted to kind of put put on some muscle and some size so that I could kind of keep up with football. And that's the point where you start to notice girls as well. Yeah. So you want to, you want to have some big arms. Um, and that's kind of how it started. And then from there, I went, yeah, I went to, went to college to do my kind of level two. And you don't learn what you should be learning at college for, for what you need to be doing. So they'll teach you, body parts how to train but they don't actually tell you how to look after a person it's literally the pure basics and that's why I believe that so many people come out of college try and get into PT straight away and they fail because they haven't got mm, mm. that other knowledge as well what do you um, mean like that, a business do you mean like a business kind of knowledge well it's, it's both really so you do you do level two um I think that was about six so at the time it was between six months and a year that you do your training right yeah. now you can do it over three weekends. Oh, yeah. So you, you can sign up and you can go and do this course over three weekends and do like two practicals. Um, whereas it's a year minimum to do it at, at college. 
Um, mm. Yeah, they, mm. you, don't, you don't learn any business. You don't learn how to kind of speak to people or interact with people. It's purely, right, this exercise does this, this exercise does that. And it's got nothing, how to actually program someone properly, how to do nutrition, how to do this, how to do that. Um, and I learned quite quickly when I did get a job in a gym. So I was 19 and it was basically you, you clean treadmills, you yeah. do the hoovering and, you, and that's basically your job as a gym instructor when, when you start, um, which I thought was, yeah, I, I hated that. And so soon, basically going back to school, I used to try and make money by selling Things. So I used to go in and take multi-packs of Cokes, multi-packs of Mars bars. I always, always had like an entrepreneurial kind of mm. ideas. So I, I used to buy and sell things on eBay um, just to try and like build a business and stuff. But where you go to a job that you think is going to be brilliant and then they say, well, you can't actually PT. You're just, you're pretty much a cleaner. Um, I started to go elsewhere and do bits in fields, do boot camps, do this, that and the other. And it's, it's when you start getting the feedback from people that they're like, oh, actually, this is really helping me. And I think, mm. well, actually, mm. I can go and I can go and do this as a full-time kind of career. Like when, when I was 19 in the gym, I didn't really know. I assumed, right, I'll just work here for a couple of years and I'll figure out kind of where I want to go. Um, yeah. But yeah, that was, that was up until I was sort of 19, 20. Um, I, I could keep going if, if you want. There's lo loads of stuff that I've sort of, Yeah, I can I can understand I can understand, but just like why do you like it's probably you enjoy helping people. I think that's probably the main thing why you do it. Yeah, I mean you from where so where I was, I was very frustrated with kind of where, where I was at. So like with my physique, with like um being able being have the confidence to go out and stuff. So I went for a stage of when I was 18, 19. I didn't really like going out because I didn't have that confidence to talk to girls, to talk to new people. Um, mm. And then kind of what I've learned, that's what I now try and help people with. Right. So, so ba basically what the business that I've got now is basically me focusing on helping the old me and little aspects of that all about. So whether it right. be physique, whether it be um, knowledge, whether it's, uh, building that confidence and then where where I went from there the the other reason that I've now done it is I started working all the hours that I possibly could just to think oh I'm going to be successful if I'm doing all the hours in the gym doing all the PT that I can doing all the boot caps I can so helping all these people but then I was the one that was suffering for it so a lot of people that now you see coming to the program they're at that point when they're they're burnt out um they, they kind of think that they've got to be doing all this, but then they're neglecting themselves. So that's that's kind of why I built that up um, over the last couple of years, I'd say. So from where I've gone from face-to-face -to, -face to where I was doing all of that, so 40, 50 hours a week in the gym, plus all the other bits going on, I was burnt out the whole time, and I had quite a few breakdowns over, I'd say, from when I was 24 to... 28 right over, over that time so that's that's what i now focus on to help those people that have been kind of where where i've been mm, fair comment honest uh, there could be a lot of honesty in this mm. rob anything you want to ask <laughs> no no i think you've, i think you've covered it well there 
Okay, cool. What I'll do is go over the before and after. Um, we've covered yeah. some of the before anyway. Um, so basically, when, when I was sort of 15, 16, I used to read all the, obviously, the, the bodybuilding magazines and Google and bodybuilding.com and stuff. I don't, I don't know if either of you were the same, looking at, right, I want to look like this guy, I want to look like that guy. Um, mm. Just because they were, at the time, that was the thing that I wanted to be. I wanted to be a bodybuilder because I thought, right, get massive, get shredded, and that that will be life. And then, obviously, you learn quite quickly what um, what that involves, what that means. Um, and it's, it's not a sustainable lifestyle. And you, you can't really go down that route unless that's going to be literally your life, as, as you probably know from some of the guys at the gym. That's that's literally mm. all they talk about. That's literally all they eat. They train and they sleep. That's that's it. There's no other kind of aspects to life, which for me, I wanted to enjoy it. Um, so I was spending hundreds of pounds on supplements a month. I was, I was literally going in. There's a place called Dolphin Fitness in Portslade. Yeah. I used to go down there once a month when I got paid and just buy everything. And I used to try everything and think, oh, yeah, this works. But I wasn't putting on any weight. I wasn't putting on any muscle. I wasn't getting anywhere. Um, and when I started doing my course, I started to learn bits. But then it's only within the last, I'd say, four years that I've really actually progressed and learned how I need to move forward. So like even the basic stuff, I didn't, I didn't know what progressive overload was. I didn't know um, that you should be increasing your reps. I didn't know that you should be doing split body parts. So I just thought chest, arms, legs sometimes. And I didn't really have a clue. Whereas obviously now I've researched, I've, I've done loads of courses. I've invested in lots of courses to learn stuff. And yeah, right now I would say that, yeah, last four years is probably where I've learned the most in what I'm kind of doing. Um, I'll kind of touch back on where I was at in my head as well, in certain points, if that would help. Um, so... Basically, when I was 18, I'm not, I'm not sure if I've mentioned this to anyone before. So when I was 18, um, this is where it went kind of downhill like in my head and mentally. So I went to see my granddad. Uh, he was lending me money for a car because my car had just broken. And he said, right, pop down, pick up the cash and you go, go buy a car. Trouble is, I bought it from the Shoreham Car Auctions. Um, went there. I think it was 800 quid. And I went back to see my granddad. He said, we'll come back in the afternoon went around the back of the garden and I found him on the floor. Mm. Um, so my nan was there and basically he just collapsed and he'd had uh, some sort of heart attack. So I tried to do some CPR, got on the phone to the ambulance and they said, right, you just got to keep doing these chest compressions um, until we get here. And it was like the longest thing that's ever happened. Oh, and yeah. they got there and then they were doing all their machines and that whatnot. And long story, um, he didn't survive. And that sent me down a mm. uh, bit of a rabbit hole, I think, to say. Um, started drinking a lot. So when I, when I was 18, I started drinking a lot. I probably started drinking most nights. So I was living with a friend at the time. And, yeah, we both got into the habit of drinking. I used to drink probably Monday through to Saturday. And that was, yeah, 18... 19 just after that and that was for quite a long time and I thought oh, this is just part of the grieving process and from there I thought right I need to, I need to go and like, sort myself out so I went to see a counsellor 
And at the time, I believe it was called CBT. That didn't do anything for me. I used to, I used to go and see this lady every couple of weeks and it didn't really do anything at all. Then I left it. I, I said to myself, right, stop drinking. Um, because obviously that's, that's going to fuck you up long term. Uh, I left it another couple of years. Then I took myself to the doctor and she gave me some antidepressants, did them for a little bit, um, mixing and matching certain things. I can't remember what they're called right now, but I did that for a couple of years. That made me kind of have no feelings whatsoever. So that kind of messed up um, relationships, messed up with my friends, my family, because I didn't want to talk to anyone. I kind of hid myself away. Then whilst I was doing that, I thought, right, I'm just going to start taking steroids. So I took steroids. I put on loads and loads of weight. Um, and then again, obviously that mixing with antidepressants was not good at all. So I kind of, I, I kept getting voices in my head saying, right, you need to stop this and you need to, you need to go and actually sort, sort yourself out. So I reached out to another counsellor, which was a lady that does CAT, Cognitive Analytical Therapy, I think it's called. And she said, right, you've got PTSD, which I'd, I'd never thought that. Um, uh, and she said, all, all of this is it's linked to, she said, you get triggered by certain things um, from what you see and what you remember. Every time there's a trigger, you, you see that image. So we did a thing called EDMR, which is what they use for military people when they come back from like tours and stuff like that. It's to do with um, like a special light. I don't, I don't know the exact science behind it, but basically it distances your your memories, your, your bad trigger memories. That kind of somehow moves it to the back of the brain over, over a long period of time. And I went to see her for around six months. I was seeing her once a week, every Wednesday. And each time I went to see her, things got a little bit better. And I started to look at things in a different kind of perspective. So that was in the middle of a relationship that I was in and that kind of fell apart with all the other stuff that was going on so after that I, I saw this woman for about six months and things started to get better I started to sort of write things down write down my thoughts and obviously focus on what I wanted to focus on which was building this business and building this this kind of brand and that's been for the last three years of I've kind of been like that and obviously you still get kind of triggers and you still get um, mm. certain things so like anniversaries and things like that, or if you see certain things, but it's going back to what I learned in, in the counselling, what she's told me to then do. So that's kind of coming up to about three years ago. Um, is there anything you want me to cover there? Any, any, or any questions? No, oh, just thanks for your honesty, mate. Just, I know it's fucking, it's got to be hard fucking talking about it again, isn't it? But, Things I just say, just fuck it in. You just got to be honest with yourself and then just, you know, don't be scared to, like, reach out to people as well because it must have been tough for you to go, look, I'm actually suffering in my head here. So, like, it's a bit of pill to swallow and just, do you know what I mean? Well, to yeah, reach I, out I mean, and have... one, 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 when it got to the worst, I was, I remember I was looking after my mate's house because he had a, um, what they called a Bengal cat and some, someone had to look after it whilst he was away. So I stayed at my mate's mm. house for a week. And I sat there for three days and I didn't sleep. And I thought, right, this is, something's got to be wrong here. Yeah, yeah, something's um, wrong, yeah. Because I, I, I remember I went into work and I, I cried as I walked into the gym. And mm. the guy there at the time, he was like, what's the matter? And I, I said, oh, long story. And he said, right, go home. <laughs> <laughs> just, 
long story. I haven't got time. Yeah. So yeah, and that's that's the day that I then went to the doctor. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, but yeah. So since then, obviously, like I've tried to build kind of that into the program. So looking at the, mm-hmm. like meant the mental side of it, like people having actually actual balance in their life, looking at how how they can work back from not necessarily PTSD, but how they can look at depression and how, how they can exercise to help with that, how they can, this is the group that, that build the community, like Faye put a great mm. share in there yesterday. Um, yeah, that was I think Rob, Rob jumped on, Blake jumped on, um, Ash jumped on, and everybody has things that they have in common. So 100%. I think that's why that community is such a good thing to have because all you got to do is reach out and it's more than likely that someone else has had that experience or they've had something similar that they can yeah, relate to and they can talk about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, shall we move on to after? Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, after all of that, so, I mean, training-wise for me, I, basically for me when I'm training, if I don't have an end goal, it will be fairly slack um if i'm not like push, if i'm not aiming to hit like a certain deadlift or a certain squat or mm. i've got a competition i've always had things in place so a few years ago i had obviously the, the strongman competition uh, which i came third in i think i was under 90 kilos then and that was kind of my goal at the time to be a strongman and i, I did that and i enjoyed it but you do obviously it's, it's a lot heavy weight and it's a lot of stress on the body your joints um and i was getting a lot of injuries like in my hips my knees just just from purely just lifting up things that are really aren't, heavy aren't yeah. supposed to be lifted up <laughs> yeah and, it, and it's, it's just like awkward things like yeah yeah, yeah. that's yeah. the thing is like, strong strongman stuff's a lifestyle as well some of those men like they're yeah, carnage in their bodies like it's ah oh. yeah it's in, and and you look oh. at um, some yeah, people at sort of world class they mm. don't last that long no 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 because, because it's so much stress on their body mm. the, only, the only guy now that if you look there's a guy called Mark Felix he's I believe he's 55 I, I want to say I, I, I thought he was 54 wasn't he the, the black yeah, fella, yeah, he, fella he, from he America yeah. where he started yeah. sort of 15 20 years after everyone else he's not had that 20 years of no, of abuse. Okay. Yeah. So, so most most of them now they they kind of get into their early forties, and that's that's mm. it, I think. Um, and then obviously now there's a lot younger, stronger people coming in. So, I think the guy that won it this year is 27. The Stoltman brother, Liam yeah. Tom. The guy, Tom the, the guy that won it last year was 23. Yeah. 23. Yeah. Um, so you, you think the it's man not, of stress he's going to put his body like? So I so I did that. Um, and then I thought, right, I step away from that. And then, and then I set myself the challenge of the off-road London to Brighton, which is seventy-five um, mile ride, like through through the woods, through the downs, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So obviously, that's a different style of training there. And then obviously, when COVID came with the training, like I, I was a bit hit and miss. I hated training out at home. I was lucky enough to be able to go into the gym and do some stuff, but. I just had no drive and I had no kind of focus for it. So that's when I then reached out to Joe, who's my coach. I am going to get him on at some point because he's just a nutcase. Um, and I said to him, look, I said, I know how to train, I know what to eat. But I said, like what I'm doing for my clients, nobody's telling me what to do. 
So I said that I just mm. feel like I'll, I'll just turn up and I'll, I'll, I'll do my program, I'll train, but I've got no real intent behind it. So we put a plan together. So I said, he said, right, we're going to get you as lean as possible so that you can still go out and enjoy yourself, which is obviously one of my values that you can still enjoy yourself. So that's, that's one of the things working at the minute. And I've also said, right, I want to do a half marathon, which I'm going to be doing in September. And nice. I want to be doing some form of bike event as well, which we haven't kind of put in yet. So as you can see, like over the years, my, my sort of challenges have changed and my goals have changed. So now I'm not fussed about getting absolutely massive. I you, wanna, just wanna, you just want to achieve something that you've set out to do. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So for me right now, like my running, my cycling, like I've, I've done two cycles this week. Um, I want to get that. And then when I hit that, I'll maybe see, right, okay, where, where can I go next? What else can I do? And say, right, I'm going to do this. And I want to be obviously inspiring to you guys as well for, for what all of your goals are as well. So whether it be being strong, being fast, being fit, that's, that's the kind of rope that I've gone down now because – if I, I look back at my, my pictures from my progress thing the other day and I thought, Christ, I didn't realise I looked like that. Mm. Mm. Um, so that's that. So that was from April. So I've dropped 12 kilos since April. Um, but at the time, I didn't realise that I was that chunky. Mm. So it's only looking back now and I think, well, mm. I was a very good example to, to these guys. So that's no. why I've then gone and got, got my own coach to stick a rocket up my ass. Yeah, true. I think everyone needs it sometime. I think everyone needs it and everyone has good days and bad days and good weeks and even bad weeks. I, I even had a block of bad hour like the other day. Just like just down. But no. I think I think you always gotta be positive in you and set yourself something to achieve, even if it's a small one. Do you know what I mean? Gotta be realistic yeah. in your goal setting. I mean, there's there's a book I've been reading at the minute. It's called Um Somebody Should Have Told Us. And basically, I thought, I thought it was the first couple of pages. The guy said, basically, if you let your thoughts control you, he said, um, then you're, you're never going to win. So one of the examples mm. he said um, was, so if you're driving along on the road and he, and he said, I guarantee everybody uh, reading this or listening to this has thought this before. If you're driving along and just think, right, what if I spin the steering wheel to the left? what would happen if I fell off this bridge? And he said, and I thought, well, I've, I've thought that before. Like what would happen mm. if, or mm. what if I did this? Or what if I did that? But he said, obviously your, your thoughts are controlled by you saying, well, no, that's a stupid idea. But then he said for, for example, a murderer, he said, people may get thoughts about that, but it's only what you act on that will mm. obviously mm. cause that effect. So he said, mm. he said, a murderer, I think, well, because I've acted on it, it's what my brain's sort of said as an idea, where he said a normal person, he said they may have, right, I want to I punch that bloke in the face. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah I, feel, I think we've all wanted to kill someone. Yeah, yeah that's life. what I mean, yeah, but, but never done only, it. only that person that <laughs> left the force control them is, is um, like, yeah, so if, if you let your thoughts control you, that's where mm. you... Mm. Like get get in trouble if that makes sense. It's de it's definitely worth a read, but it kind of mm. makes a lot of sense because he said the, the amount of thoughts that come into your head every day. He said you don't act on all of them. No, no. Because you you'll get all random ones and things that mm. you can't control what comes in and but you can only control what goes out. So it's, de it's definitely worth looking at. Um, mm. And like you said, you had a bad hour. 
that will kind of put into perspective mm. kind of mm. what to do. It's, it's really, really, yeah, really yeah. good. Um, uh, what else should I go into? Yeah, so what, what I've started doing as well lately is doing a lot of journaling. I've not got my book here, but basically it's called The Mind Journal. And basically every day you write down your thoughts. And I, my one of my business mentors, he said, right, you need to start journaling. And I thought oh, that's a bit kind of woo-woo kind of thing. And I started doing like a couple of sentences a day. And then I started doing a little bit more and a little bit more. Now, each morning, the day is very clear with what you need to do. Um, you can also do it at the end of the day as well. So you look back and say, right, what's gone well today? What's not gone well? And then you've written it down on paper. Then the next day, you've automatically got those thoughts in your head, right? Mm. I'm not going to do this today because that was detrimental yesterday. Mm. And that's that's mm. that's made a big kind of change for me as well. So just spending sort of 10, 10 minutes in the morning, making it part of my routine. And the, the one that I've got, it's it's got how you're feeling. So there's a load of tick boxes. So like happy, sad, anxious, uh, angry, that kind of stuff. So then whatever that relates to there, you can then write about, well, why am I feeling angry? Why, why am I feeling anxious? Why am I feeling pissed off? And then you write it down. And, you, and then you, the, the power questions that we do, you ask yourself those questions to then out, uh, outlay the day. I think that's one thing that I need to do. Hold on. But bear me one sec, mate. I'll go and grab it. I'll show you. Right, yeah, man. So, Mr. Rob, how are you? Mm. All good? Uh, yeah, not too bad. I, I had a funny week. Well, funny weekend last weekend. Felt a bit tired and so on. And that sort of carried through into uh, this week. So, yeah. ended up on a deload for this week. Body obviously right. needed it. Yeah, some t- yeah, sometimes we just need to a little rest up. <laughs> just, yeah. uh, just I've been and pushing work, for about twelve weeks, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well look, one in one in twelve ain't too bad. You can, yeah, you can have yeah. <laughs> one in twelve. <laughs> James has given me a brief break. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's yeah. basically what it is. Uh, mm. I don't know if you can see it that well. I'll, I'll send you a link to it. Yeah, so you, it's different pages and it just uh, varies round. So. They do a pie chart one as well, which is pretty good. And it's, ba- it's basically mapped out like 10, 10 of your values. So if you value, say, like family time, friends, um, career, that kind of stuff, it goes around in a circle and you rate it out of 10. And it does like a spider web all the way around. So the, the lowest scoring ones, you then put out an action plan of how you're going to improve that. To sort them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so like I'll send you a link after this. What else do you want to know about, guys? Do you want to know anything about the business, how that works? Um, anything about the past, the, the future, what I'm what I'm planning? What, where else do you want to go with this? I don't know. I think I think you've I think you've explained yourself past and present quite well. But I think I think what I can see is that you've got you've got something that works, haven't you? Like you know it works. Like you've got. How many have you got in the membership now? Like 18 people? Oh, I think there's 21 in there at the minute. Yeah. Tw- yeah. So that was that was a rough guess of 18. So but you know, you know that works. Like you like you've got different people of different ages from all walks of life, different experiences in life, um, different goals. Like my goals are different to Rob, say, Henry, mm. and so on and so forth. But what you've done is you've done amazingly well by keeping us all there. Do you know what I mean? So you could have two or three, but you've got 21. So you've built on 
the two and three and five and up to nine. Do you know what I mean? So you've got a, you've got a thing that works for you, and also works for us because we wouldn't be if it worked if it didn't work. So my my goal with that group, I actually wrote down the other day. I want to want to build that to fifty strong in the group. Wow. Um, right. And we have I want to have um, kind of different levels in the group. So I'll run into it a little bit now. So basically, the longer that you've been there, kind of like what you were getting like the military. So you know that like, you work your way up from like normal soldier to like sergeant. Or, to, corporal sergeant general. Not, not <laughs> yeah, that but say so for like Rob, you've been here the longest. Mm. I'm trying to figure out how I'm gonna do it. So like whether you have mm. certain um like ranks in the group. Um I'm, I've got to figure out how to do it that doesn't put people off. But I think it'll be yeah. clear to have kind of well Rob's been here for, for 12 months, so he he's he's now here in the programme. Or Ali, you've been here six months, you're not here in the programme. Mm. Uh, whether it's mm. sending out... Because um, I'm, I'm looking at different, like, out, like uh, kit as well. So, like, diff- or different coloured T-shirts I'll send out. So, when you when you hit six months, you get this colour T-shirt. Yeah, that's you- an idea. Yeah, that's an idea. Just, that's kind but, of like-, like to say, there's a, there's a balance to be struck there, isn't there? Because it's it can be motivational. Yeah, for some that are seeking, you know, seeing the next step and thinking good, mm. um, but you don't want to demotivate the people that come in and think, "Oh, this is scary," or, or yeah. however they perceive yeah. it. It's, it's striking yeah. that right balance, isn't it? Like when when you have your um, karate belts, I think so, you know you start yeah. you work through to red, mm. yellow. That, that's the kind of thing that I want to do. So when someone comes in, it will be like, "Oh, Rob, Rob, Rob's been here. He's experienced this the longest." So he may know the answer or, or something like that. I've just got to try and sort of pin it down and figure it out a little bit more. You used to get that sometimes on uh, online forums and so on as well, didn't you, where it's somehow recognised how long you've been there and ha- how uh, regularly you commented and contributed. Yeah, and you see, it was sort of rewarding yeah. that way, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, you see a lot of it on like the Facebook thing where they go yeah. like, um, like the, di- the diamond in the corner or something. And mm. yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, I know what you mean. So yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna play with that, and obviously, a big part of this is the community. So, I want to be doing a community event every kind of six weeks. Now that COVID hopefully is gone, um, obviously the, the next one will be the, the Snowden one. The one after that, I'm looking at something closer, um, so that everyone can come to it. Um, so I'm gonna put up a poll about that in the group, whether it be like a group uh, bike ride or we do something down the beach or something that we can get everyone to. Um, because obviously that's that's a big part of it. So yeah, going forward, I want to I want to be helping fifty people at a time, um, and that, I want that to be a hundred plus over each year. So that's that's kind of my long term goal, mm. and I think it can definitely be doable. Because what you guys have achieved and what your results have been, there's no reason why more people aren't going to achieve that. Mm, mm, so just keep mm. keep going and going. And then that's that's kind of my, my vision to help hundred people a year if I can. Mm. That's a good yeah that's that's good. That's a good goal to have hundred people a year. Um yeah I mean yeah what else, is there anything else that you want to ask guys? Anything else about what else I do outside of this or I'll I'll just pick up on the goals side that you were saying earlier. I think that's quite a human thing anyway. We all I know certainly different things before being involved with yourself back in the cycling and so on as well. I always sort of had a goal to go for there. And it, I, I'd almost say that's human nature, that to have something to strive for, whether it be now 
aiming for a certain weight, a certain mm. composition, whatever, you know, does you kind of need something. <laughs> I know I've done that before where I, I trained for doing um, London to Brighton at one point. Um, I've done the South Downs Way ride, things like that. Having having something and knowing you're training towards that, doing whatever distance it is or whatever weight you're trying yeah. to lift or whatever, knowing you want to hit that. It's a way of then ticking it off your list as such because you can you can see how you're progressing towards that goal or that date that you need to get to, making sure you hit it. Or, yeah, I wanted to get to 100 kilos on deadlift. Yeah, I'll tick that towards mm, my next right. goal. Well, now I want to aim for 110. It, it's a way of marking your progress, isn't it? Yeah, and that's, that's a good point, actually. So something I was listening to the other day um, was about identity. And the, the example they used was an athlete or an athlete or a, like a footballer. So your identity as a footballer, most footballers would say, well, I'm a footballer. So mm. when they retire, they they have no identity and they don't know where they're going to go. Mm. Same, same with an athlete. Like if you say, right, I'm, I'm an athlete, when you then retire, then what is your identity? Yeah, you're an ex-athlete. <laughs> you're, you're not an athlete anymore. So yeah. what they're saying is looking at building multiple identities. Mm. That's what that's that's why a lot of ex-footballers struggle, don't they, with um, depression, alcoholism and gambling. And... They don't look at themselves as like as, mm. a, as a husband, as a as an entrepreneur, as a businessman, as a um, as a as a good dad. And like so all these different identities they don't think of. They literally think of, right, I'm a, I'm a footballer and that's it. Mm. We're, we're, we're going to be doing one on identity as well soon, actually. So rather than just saying um, I am someone said to me, I am a manager the other day. Mm. Yeah, them, what, what else are you? If, if you weren't mm. a manager, what would you be? Are you a manager in your own home? No, you're a manager at work. So yeah. what are you in your own home? You're a husband. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and it's about building these multiple identities because the more that we can have and it make it fluid within each of those, the more confident you're going to feel in yourself. Because if, mm. if you've only got one, like if I just say, well, I'm a personal trainer, and then all of a sudden I'm not, then I've got nothing. Interesting point, there, actually, because, um, yeah, obviously career is often important to people. Yeah. Um, but if that's all that defines you, then what happens if something's going wrong with your career or eventually when you retire, a bit like the uh, analogy just then with sports people, all of a sudden <laughs> everything that's defined you is gone. And, and that's possibly why people then struggle when they retire, if that's all they've defined themselves by all their life so certainly seeking balance there is a good idea well, i think i think i think a lot of people struggled with that during covid didn't they everyone yeah. did well it, yeah. do you know what i mean it, you can't it, you can't achieve what you wanted to do now because your work shut if you were career mm. driven you mm. couldn't achieve anything that you wanted to do in your like walk, like water polo rugby swimming because all that had to stop like and everyone yeah. had to just go well, what, what do we do now when gyms are shut, when restaurants are shut and you enjoy going out for mm. food? Like, you can't do none of it. Mm. It's, it's, it's really interesting. It, it made me think about it for ages, kind of like, well, what is my real identity? Like, how many different ones have I got? Mm. So that, that, we're going to do a training on that fairly soon. So mm. I think that will be quite helpful, would it not? Oh, well, yeah. Right, what, what, what values have we done? I don't know, I don't know if you've done any of it. At work, Rob, like you'll the values of the company and stuff like that, or like I've, values, not exactly, but I have tried to draw something up, um, yeah. and sort of highlight what they should be as part of 
putting together a staff handbook. So it's something I've thought about in that regard. Okay. Mm. So if we were to do that in the same sort of things, that identity and core values as a training, would that be quite? Mm. Oh, definitely. definitely. Yeah, I, I think, think so. Good. I, I think that's quite, um, it's quite a broad subject as well. So everyone can actually relate to it. Like, what actually are you? Like, and mm. then, you know, how many, how many different hats can you put on? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. How many, yeah, what hat can you wear today? I think a lot of these things are um, tools, shall we say, where mm. it may not be something for you ultimately once you've gone through it. But if, if we're presented through the programme with a tool, then you can give thought to how would I use that for me? You give it a go and you find out whether it works or not. If it's not for you, yeah. okay, it's not for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, but like at least I tried something. Mm. Exactly. Like with the journaling, it might not work for you, but you may do something similar. You may just talk to a friend about your concerns or whatever, or you may mm. go out on a bike ride or a walk or a run and let your thoughts wander and you kind of do it your own way that way. But you, mm. by exploring something, you can find, you can play with it, see if it's something that works for you or a variation on it it basically gives you another skill set, another something to help you. That's it. like it. That's a good point now. I'm just going to ask this question before, before we go. Someone asked me this the other day, where are you when you get your best ideas? And what do you do? <laughs> I was tempted to give the joke <laughs> answer of in the shower or on the loo. Top answer in, in my coaching group. Really? Yeah. I often used to find that as you're washing in the morning, showering um, before work would be when I'd suddenly think of something to work and go in prepared for it. <laughs> Rob's had like a eureka moment in the bar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I think a lot on my walk to work. I walk a lot. I think a lot when I walk. Yeah, my, mine's yeah. Well, when I'm out yeah. just on the beach. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, just, just let your thoughts wander. Yeah. It's either that or when I can't sleep and it's about midnight and I'm thinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the worst one, isn't it? Yeah, definitely think, during, yeah um, think, think too much. During lockdown, I, I sort of was looking for ways to, to well, keep going and get steps in and so on. And I've just maintained a habit of going at least once a day walking around the block um, yeah. towards yeah. the evening. Sometimes that's um, me and my wife and we'll have a chat and that's like I sort of hinted at some of my journaling, but I'll often do one just on my own headphones on, listening to music, chilling out sort of thing. And that's when my mind will wander and I'll have thoughts and squirrel things away and so on. Cool. And then one last question. Oh, it scared, scared me. The gardener just turned up at the window. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to get in. He wants, No, James, we can have 22 by the end of this meeting. You can go get him in now. <laughs> Um, oh, what was I going to say? Yeah, so uh, what do you need to do um, for this weekend for fun? So I put, I put out a live on this last night um, mm. out on my, on my board. So what are you doing for fun this weekend or what have you got planned in? Um, I had I'd fun last night. So I went out for, oh, for yeah. food. Yeah, went out for food last night. Sticking to my no drinking, we didn't drink too much. Like I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. To be fair, how, how are you feeling with it? I feel like, <clears throat> well, let me, let me let's just say last night it could it, we could have gone out, but we went home. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, we came back here, but yeah, I like I felt 
bigger and a better person to just go, nah, let's not let's not go out too too free. Like you know how bad it makes you feel, like anxiety and stuff, like I've said before and shared before. But yeah, I'm kind of making a, like really positive steps through that, I think. No, good, good man. And I bet you have a fortune as well. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you do. You do. And like, even like, you know, five or a pint. And I'm thinking, mm. like, wow, wow. Like, I, you could do like 10 of them a week. And you think, yeah, that's not even that much. That's like two a day, Monday to Friday. And you think, <laughs> okay, that's 50 quid. You've got all it worked out, mate. Ugh. Rob, what about yourself? What are you doing for fun this weekend? Uh, probably mainly watching the Formula One this weekend for its Grand Prix. Um, all the bits associated with oh, that. Yeah, it's, it's Silverstone, isn't it? British yeah, yeah. Watched the qualifying yesterday. It's their first time of doing the uh, sprint race uh, qualifying. So that'll be this afternoon. Oh, so no. I'll start going to the gym this morning um, after this, and then um, which equally will be part of my enjoyment myself because uh, uh, deload means I'll focus a bit more on form on some of it. Watched the spring mm. qualifying this afternoon. Main race tomorrow. Uh, got. Um, my wife's parents over uh, for dinner tomorrow so nice. that's kind of nice. my relaxation and fun for the weekend you'll be you'll be taking many walks around the block tomorrow afternoon and there oh absolutely yeah <laughs> just go <going>, popping out <laughs> yeah. bye <laughs> see you in a minute <laughs> four hours later he returns yeah. I got lost <laughs> yeah. what, around the block yeah it's crazy <laughs> Yeah, crazy block. 